Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness podcast. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode number 130 which is entitled As Above So Below, the, the relationship between our inner world and the outer world. So thank you all for joining me today once again. It's really great to have your company. I hope you're, I hope you're doing well uh, wherever you're listening in the world in the midst of all this sort of uh, ongoing craziness um, that we see day to day when we look out there in the external world. So anyway, on to today's particular episode. What I want to talk about is um, how our own internal world, our own reality, if you like, it's another way of putting it, um, how that relates to the external events or happenings that we're, we're seeing taking place right now um, in the world. Because there really is a kind of um, a symbiotic relationship between the inner and the outer. That's another way of putting it, of course. And uh, I'm just going to go in to explain why why this is uh, an, an important process and, of course, why it's worth um, talking about. Because in a sense, in one sense, I should say, it does enable us to gain a deeper understanding of ourselves, of life and of reality itself. Because uh, in some sense, it goes beyond um, the normal analysis of control and domination and that we're just um, our lives are simply at the whim of external powerful forces that we have no control over and again it's it's kind of like it's it's about speaking to the actual incredible power that we do have as um energetic as energetic beings and the conversation really will be predominantly sort of uh, in terms of um a political and sociological uh analysis um in a future episode coming up in the next few weeks or so i'm going to look at going to look at this process um but more from a kind of psychological union perspective but today as i say and i'm just going to focus more on the political and sociological aspect because of course since march 2020 we've been primarily focused on external events in the world and we've been looking outwards you know to, to stop this these things that are um, are happening. But just to go on, just as a bit of a introduction, and I'll go on as always to some examples to try and flesh out what I'm talking about in today's particular episode, is that when we do uh, have an awareness or an understanding of the relationship between um, our inner world and the outer world, it does help to lessen the current feelings that we all have, I think, of pessimism and helplessness. I mean, once again, there's a lot of people who are pointing towards some sort of World War Three type situation because of the West and NATO and Russia and Ukraine. But I mean, it's kind of been similar for many, many years now. But there is there is always a bigger picture unfolding and we should um, we should never dismiss the impact that our own level of awareness and consciousness does have on external um, events. And um, I think also it's, it's a good thing to consider in terms of how we're less likely to get emotionally pulled or triggered by events in the external world when we have an understanding of how the inner and the outer um, and the inner and the outer relate to one another. So just moving forward now um, with the first kind of example I want to give 
to flesh this idea out a bit. So, of course, um, for many of us who've done conspiracy type research, we've um, moved down, or tumbled down many rabbit holes, as I've spoken about before. One of the one of the main for me, one of the I hate to swear, forgive me, but one of the biggest head fucks was around this whole idea of um, the notion that a cure for cancer has 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 been known for many, many decades. And, I, and I, I've no doubt that there is a lot of there is a lot of truth to that. And, and um, it's deliberately being suppressed for obvious reasons by the pharmaceutical industry, by government and by the regulatory uh, authorities um, across the world. Now, in recent times, in recent weeks, um, I've been trying to think about this issue more, um, more deeply beyond um, the beyond the kind of thing that's very hard to comprehend uh, a deception of such uh, great magnitude, which is causing um, such pain and suffering obviously people who are suffering from cancer right now and and there isn't a, a cure a cure available as such and what i was thinking is this idea that in some sense if you look at it from a from a kind of zoomed out perspective the collective conscience collective consciousness i should say has to reach a certain level or threshold whereby the idea of a cure for cancer being widely available, whereby that could become, whereby that could actually become a reality. Because I was thinking about thinking, well, at present, the collective consciousness is very low, as we know. And I'm not I'm not falling into the truth or trap of saying people who don't have much awareness of self or um, their triggers or their emotional baggage or. Um, why things happen in the world the way they do. I'm not labelling them as being stupid, dumb sheeple, but we do have to accept that the collective consciousness is is um, is very low um, at this time. And as such, because of that, it would be very hard um, for the masses to accept uh, a cancer cure as, as, as being a reality. Um, and in some sense, if there was... Um, if a magical wand uh, was presented and, and it did its thing, it did its spell, it could in some sense be counterproductive counter because there would be, I mean, some people at least would then, uh, they might become less responsible for their health. I mean, if you imagine if a cancer cure was widely available, so if there was a saviour that existed, you could get like an inverse uh, motivation for people to be healthy uh, and to generally heighten their level of consciousness through healthy living and, and good thinking and right thought and right action and, and all the rest of it because they'd know well the the health authorities are, are going to bail me out with this cure for cancer no no matter what happens so this is just a way of trying to look at um look at really um challenging dark agendas with a kind of different spin on it if you like um, which can be quite helpful, especially during these times, I find. And yes, on the one hand, we do have this uh, big evil entity called Big Pharma. And um, 
it would it would be um it would be disingenuous of me not to obviously admit that um but you know at the end of the day uh it's it's hard it's hard to accept in a sense as i was um alluding to at the beginning that the, the, the sort of changes that we want to see in society, they're only really going to happen once we, we kind of, in a certain sense, uh, we have to earn the right to, to achieve them. You know, like we do in our own in our own personal lives, whereby perhaps we're struggling. Uh, there's a certain barrier that we need to overcome, could be in the realm of uh, personal relationships or or, or work or whatever it might be and it's only until we have a certain awareness of the role that we're playing in that particular um, dysfunctional um, event that's happening with relationship to that that we can that we can really um, that we can overcome it we have to go through we or we have to uh, we have to have that um, epiphany if you like before we have that um, deeper understanding. And it also comes down to the notion of feeling worthy. In, in other words, this sort of psychological process you're probably familiar with is um, comes down to how if we don't feel worthy of something, um, then we will tend to sabotage it. So, for example, back in my prime before my looks uh, flew out the window. <laughs> Not sure I ever had them really, to be honest, but anyway. If I say back in my 20s, um, I suddenly um, was given the opportunity of flying out, let's say to New York, the bright lights of New York. And I had a uh, had a date, had a, a lovely date with, um, let's think of a supermodel at the time, Linda Evangelista or, or Naomi Campbell, who were both very big during the 1990s. Because I, I could, because it would be, oh, I can't comprehend this. This is, this is, this lowly ant. What, what am I doing? I'm here in the Big Apple with this beautiful woman. It would literally, um, it would literally fry my circuits and I'd be there on the floor. Um, I'd, <laughs> I'd be there on the floor of this wonderful restaurant <laughs> in New York, kind of just dribbling because I couldn't, couldn't, um, take it on board and integrate um what is happening i couldn't take the win that's what they say isn't it in self-development and personal development circles i wouldn't be able to 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 take the win to take the win because it, we as i was just saying we have to earn the right we have to earn the right and sorry if this sounds a bit contrite i do apologize but we have to earn the right to bring about the world that our hearts know is possible. And I'm using a phrase there from my friend, uh, the uh, excellent author, Michael Ronin, because I always think, I love that phrase that he came, he came up with, the world that our hearts know is possible. And um, we, I think we all, we all have a sense of that. And I don't mean to share this particular information in relationship to why uh, um, the cure for cancer one uh, looking at it from a different perspective than a conspiratorial type angle angle i don't mean to say this because i'm you know i'm being negative i'm just trying to share it because i know when we look at these dark agendas which do in some sense seem to be accelerating us at this time which is good because we can all see it now which is all part of the great awakening but it can it can make us feel um you know really disillusioned disheartened and uh 
we 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 just um you know that there is there is no there is no hope but i believe um you know that there is there is um there does remain hope and there is although we might not perceive that the collective consciousness the level of the frequency or vibration if you like it is rising i think it, it probably it probably is as a lot more people are waking up now they've seen you know the extent of of the covid scam but anyway just back to my point well, obviously this thing that i'm talking about whereby we have to we have to earn the right to bring about um the world that our hearts know is possible that is why of course that is why we live in such a manipulative world from the moment of our birth we're locked in to all of these control systems and media propaganda and then of the program we programming we get through our own upbringing from our parents and our educational um programming uh which keeps us at a very low restrictive frequency and that's all quite deliberate but luckily we have this thing called the internet the mighty internet for all its good and ills so you know those of us with an inquiring or, or thinking questioning mindset we can we can uh, begin to see through the illusion and, 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 you know, on some sort of level begin, begin to um, begin to wake up because things are, I believe, changing very rapidly. Uh, you know, we can access lots of um, lots of transformative um, information. And certainly since March 2020 uh, and the dreaded C word, the genie is really out the bottle now and it certainly isn't going back um anytime any sorry any any time soon and this also i think helps to explain the the real desperateness of of the controlling powers uh and that i do believe that they are losing con losing their control and their and the extent of their control the depth of their control is definitely definitely being um threatened at this time so it's important never on never to underestimate the creative potential of our internal will and also of our own musings and thoughts because as we know collectively they can literally change the world for the better forgive me though i went off on a little bit of a a little bit of a sidewards sidewards rant there so and also of course the more people who do play an active role in uh in protecting and, and maintaining their health and well-being this again this impacts the the collective consciousness and it makes it more likely that a cure for cancer will become widely available at some point during our lives and again this also at the height of the queue thing uh, which i hold my hand up i got kind of a little bit um blindsided by a couple of years ago which i've spoken about before and discerning consciousness and this idea that there all of these uh, med beds would be made available and i've no doubt that that technology exists but the level of our consciousness is not 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 quite there um so far and also i believe um that's probably why free energy still hasn't become a reality um i think if that was ever released then you know selfish personal interest would um it would become a kind of commercialized process which would you know make it out of the reach for many people but i have this kind of 
it, it might um, sound like hopium. Do forgive me. I'm often on my podcast uh, warning the peril, warning about the perils of um, hopium. But the current soaring energy costs, uh, energy crisis here in the UK, anything between around about three thousand to four thousand pounds a year for gas and electricity, which is absolutely ridiculously expensive and having a huge impact as i said at the beginning on people's uh, on people's lives but in a, in some sense this represents the most extreme example of control of profiteering and of trying to keep people one thinks of maslow's hierarchy of needs keeping keeping uh people locked into sort of um a fixation with uh lower earthly needs if you like physical needs the maintenance of physical needs perhaps we could see it all flip right back so you know perhaps we can only get to the reality excuse me of uh free energy becoming available if once we've experienced the extreme of that that unavailability i'm just thinking you know in a kind of science type way physics if you will that time that that tends to that tends to happen uh we we need to experience the most extreme the, the most extreme version uh of something before um before we can actually experience something in a more healthy way because i mean how many people would believe right now that free energy could is could be even uh, a plausibility could be plausible sorry let alone um, a, a become a reality so just as a summary about this sort of first example that i've been talking about um there is no real cheat <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately depending on your perspective we have to live we have to earn the right to live in a better world it isn't going to be bestowed upon us by benevolent higher conscious beings However, I do believe these entities and beings, I do believe they are rooting for us, as many people have said over the years, because what happens on planet Earth does, I believe, radiate across the universe. And we have to individually and collectively really heal ourselves and the planet. Just remain, just unfortunately, just re remo removing the parasitic forces and political puppets is, is not enough. We also have to transform. And as I said at the beginning, again, so I repeat myself, but I will talk more about this process in an upcoming upcoming episode where I'm going to talk about the Jungian Dark Knight, the soul. I'm going to go quite in depth on a very, very interesting experience that I had of that, uh, which I hope you all enjoy listening to because it was quite a traumatic experience. And in relationship to this kind of um, idea at the moment, uh, whereby humanity is said to be um, going through this process of uh, a collective dark, dark night of the soul. But just finishing my point here, um, you know, in terms of the trajectory of consciousness on this planet, I think this is all in keeping with natural law and the laws of the universe. And I, and I believe it, this can really... I believe that... You know, in some sense, we could still wipe ourselves out, but I don't believe that we will. I remain 
Uh, I remain hopeful and optimistic in the sense of the longer we can exist without destroying ourselves and the planet, then I think that it's more likely that we will survive and um, begin to thrive. So now I'm just going to talk about other ways in which the micro and the macro, or the inner and the outer, if you like, are intimately or symbiotically connected. Because uh, one aspect is how we tend to manifest, um, let's just say, negative events in our lives, perhaps destructive relationship patterns, narcissistic lovers, friends, work colleagues, or just controlling people in general. Because it's that same simple rule, what we fail to acknowledge or accept about our own personality or our own personality traits, our blind spots, so to speak, then, and also obviously the undeveloped aspects of our own personality. These dimensions and aspects will be mirrored back to us in the form of specific people, places and events in the external world to act as a mirror and also just to, uh, it's kind of like our higher self reminding us, well, look, and <laughs> this is what you need to work on. Look, if you're going to continue, you're going to continue to bring about these types of what I would might look on as negative events until you look at a less developed part of, um, you know, part of my personality. Probably when you, you look, if you look at your own life history and track record of events, it can be can be quite shocking when we realise how how we process things internally and in terms of the micro and as I say in our psychological triggers, blind spots, emotional baggage, family patterns, how we created all of these often traumatic situations and then they get mirrored back to us and we get angry and we get stressed. And maybe perhaps in response, as I've done many times, we behave in 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 inappropriate ways and people think, God, we're crazy because we've lashed out. But it does prove once again that there is this symbiotic relationship uh, between the inner and the outer. And that would explain why the world why why the world seems to be getting a lot crazier, why more and more relationships are ending, why people are throwing the towel in certain careers um in this country is currently an issue with a lot of over 50s or even younger people who are just exiting the um who are exiting the workforce so there's a lot it's a time of um time of um great change really and i think this the relationship between the inner and the outer is definitely accelerating i know i know we, in my own life um that that is um that is definitely uh, the case. And in some sense, the whole idea of personal denial is is no longer credible, really. Even even I believe even for the so-called great minds of our age, the academics and the scientists, um, they're going to experience this process. And it um, will be very painful for these types of people. <laughs> and it helps to explain why events in the external world, as I was just saying, have become more chaotic as the denial intensifies as all the psychological crud that is currently impacted needs to rise to the surface in order to be processed so just moving on now i'm going to look at a political aspect in terms of uh, the relationship between the inner and the outer between our own um, inner world and the external world i'm just going to reflect upon 
this quote, I don't know who said it, but it's quite a, a, um, a well-repeated phrase out there in modern world. And it goes like this. We get the politics and the politicians that we deserve. Now, that sounds rather flippant, but it, direct, it, it directly relates to what I'm talking about. And it can be understood in this in the context of this particular episode. So how is that? So um, politics generally remains representative of the general collective consciousness, which I was talking about before, of course, which is extremely low. Again, as we witnessed during COVID, we can't kid ourselves that that isn't the case. Most people act in unconscious ways, totally unaware of why they do the things they do. So the lies and deceit at the core of our political sim systems, in, in some sense, is a, is a mirror of the lies that we tell ourselves. So someone or some might say that is ridiculous because if I was a because if I was in a position of power, then I then I would act with honour and integrity. So it's simply not true, that statement I was just making. But when when you think about it, we're all corruptible. The amount of people that fall for financial scams online, myself, are falling for many, offering unbelievable returns. Um, it's that basic human desire. Many of us, if not all of us, want something for nothing. And of course, everyone has a prize. So being myself conspiratorially minded, which uh, which may well have saved my ass, and perhaps your own in, in recent years, <laughs> who knows? Um, you know, we're always quick to point out the political, to point out the corruption, criminal, criminality at the heart of the political, economic, financial system and the and the evil as well. Right. We'll accept that. However, it's very easy to point the finger continually, which uh, means that we don't have to look within our own internal world or our own shadow side. Of course, it's quite proper and correct that we expose the corruption and criminality of the system and the internet has proven to be an incredibly uh, useful tool for achieving that however we also need to move to the next step and evolve our understanding otherwise nothing is going to change in terms of the existing power structures and where we currently find ourselves really is a standoff uh, it's been the same for for many many decades. For many decades, we know we know we we know what they're up to, <laughs> and we've known for a long time, right back to the Vietnam War, the massive demonstrations on campuses across the world, in the States, in France, and in the UK, going back, of course, to Watergate, the bogus War on Terror, aka the War uh, the War of Terror. I mean, we've known about the corruption for for so long. But why, why, is nothing, why does nothing ever seem to change? That's the question, is it? And nothing will change until um, a threshold of uh, individuals realise that we need to change ourselves to heal the inner wor the world. And then we have the opportunity to create a human external world. Campaigning, exposing, etc. Um, that still has an important place. Uh, I don't believe that there we shouldn't. Of course, we should expose the wrongdoing that's going that's going on in in the world. And if you feel an inner calling to do that, which I've done a bit in the past, a little bit obsessively, to be honest, <laughs> a little bit more balanced now. 
but if that if you feel called to it then that's 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 quite right that, that's that's a good that's a good thing to do i'm not like some how should we say more woo-woo types who think well that's a complete waste of time I, d I don't believe that and i do admire people who who give a lot of their energies and certainly during continue to do it in this sort of post-covid era that we live in because it is extremely energetically um, draining so i do i do i do uh, um, admire people that do that so another aspect uh, related to the internal and external worlds or micro and uh, macro if you prefer relates to the density of the collective consciousness so let's consider existence beyond what we might say is good and evil um, on one level this battle battle certainly exists but viewed from the level of the soul or the higher self beyond the constraints of the physical body and the material plane the collective consciousness evolves over time and we see this in terms of national disasters wars pandemics real or, or real or otherwise and during these periods of time everything on the planet gets shaken up in order to relieve the tension and rigidity that exists in the collective consciousness some might say the sort of collective the extreme collective delusion that might exist at a certain time needs to be shaken up and unfortunately as we're seeing as we've seen in the past that does mean a lot of suffering on the human level but things do need to get shaken up during those periods of time otherwise it's almost as if human consciousness can't move forward if there's some sort of destiny towards a kind of story or narrative of human consciousness expanding and growing but as I say, we experience it as trauma and a lot of suffering, which it is on one level on the physical plane. This is how the external world obviously impacts upon us and our internal world. We see it as a crisis, but only because we're scared of physical death. I don't really know anyone who's uh, who's in physical form, who's 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 moved be beyond that. Uh, you know, it's quite a difficult thing to do. To, to genuinely say that you're not you're not scared of death but we're now in an era whereby the delusion and thus as i say, i use the word rigidity uh, of the collective consciousness threatens the survival of all beings on the planet so um i don't mean to to say this in a kind of doomy way i i suspect in coming years many many uh many will be that there, there will be sorry get my words out here, there will be a, a huge increase um, in deaths not just the covid shot which is only part of the story but at the moment i just um was actually watching a video of a guy who's um he's dr campbell is a british based guy i don't think he's a medical doctor but since the start of covid he's um He's pretty much followed the mainstream narrative in lockstep, dare I use that phrase. But now he's beginning to question things. But during the, the pandemic, he was, yeah, he was um, promoting the fake facts and all the rest of it. But now he's using official figures to point out that at present, I think this is based on ONS, Office for National Statistics here in the UK figures, that the weekly excess deaths here in the UK is now at 20%. So extremely worrying, of course. 
and I think that's multifaceted. I was just saying it's not just related to the fake COVID vax. But yeah, some quite um, startling information. And I think, unfortunately, uh, that's only going to increase um, in, 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 the years, is the, in the years to come as the inner and the outer mirror one another more and more closely. Because, as I've spoken about endlessly, do please do forgive me on my podcast, where we're really at a significant point in human history and the human story. And um, it's sort of like now or never, really. If you think going back to the 60s, we had the whole the whole hippie era, the beginning of the, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And we did see that real shift. And of course, um, the system subverted it to to its to its own ends as it always does but there's been this deeper awareness of you know uh a kind of more holistic understanding of what life is about now for 50 60 years in the collective consciousness so we really we really do need to as a species begin to begin to collectively um begin begin to move on and i would certainly say myself there's so much I still need to to work on so many fears that I have that I'm pandering to so I think all of us still have um still have a lot of uh have a lot of um a lot of work to do really during this time we have um, quite a lot of uh, responsibility as well to work on ourselves but not not be neurotic about it I just want to move on now in this particular episode and Look at another aspect of this kind of mirroring process in relationship to, I don't know who it was, a philosopher, um, this particular phrase, but I quote, if you stare into the face of evil for long enough, then you will become evil yourself. And of course, those of us who've lost themselves in conspiracy research, as I have done and as I've spoken about in the past, that does become very true. If we forget to bring our hermit's um, lantern or light with us, we can become overwhelmed by the the evil and quite easily. And we, we also think of this in terms of the internet and what can happen when we become addicted to adore, absorbing dark sources of information. But I, I do think it, in many sense, uh, many of us have to walk this path it depends. I did it in a very intense way. Others kind of dip their toe a bit. But I think it's very necessary. We probably all have to do it at some point, depending on the nature of our individual journey. And it is a really important teaching because a number of people are looking into conspiracy type information, perhaps for the first time since COVID. And I know from my own experience that it is vital to bring some light with you, as I was just saying. Uh, to, to, you know, to illuminate the way otherwise you can become consumed by by the darkness and um, it's also um, a realization from my own perspective that there was nothing I could personally do to, to stop all these dark agendas um, but I, I couldn't come to dirt to terms with the extent of the deception, the magnitude of billions of people who, who are being deceived. And I think that's why we do need to, to uh, regulate our um, exposure to, to this, these sorts of types of information, if you like. Because this, again, speaks to the, the power 
symbi or, or the symbiotic relationship between our internal world and the external world. I was desperate for all of the systems to collapse, even if it meant society collapsing and descending into total chaos. It was the only way I could conceive of my internal pain and uh, and suffering and gaining uh, from that ceasing and gaining some sense of peace finally being a from finally being able to switch off and eventually um, everything did collapse but not external not not externally but internally in my uh, inner world in my inner world and I did learn you know the, a dramatic le lesson about what we've all heard that there is no real separation between the internal and external worlds it's very hard to us it's very hard to ex accept this especially at this time when we're we're pulled so much to external um events but in spite of this knowledge uh, occasionally i'd still do get dragged back down because um as i was saying earlier i'm far from being completely healed so of course it's a very human trait to have the desire to want to see a better world but in my case it did it was it did become in unbelievably unbelievably um sort of intense and the, it did um it did uh impact my way sorry my life in in a in a very very um in a very dramatic way and of course, just moving the conversation on as we head towards uh, the end of this particular episode of Discerning Consciousness. Lastly, I just want to talk about, about, of course, in recent times, a very, very good example of the relationship between the uh, internal world and the external world was COVID-19. And let's think of the impact it's had on relationships uh, in terms of you might have had someone in a relationship or in a marriage, uh, one of the partners, who might who might have wanted to decline the fake backs and the other their partner said well you know you need to take it otherwise we're not going to be able to go away with the kids and that might have been what what was the final straw the final breaking point that ended the relationship so it was something that was happening in the political realm that had a direct impact on our own reality and and our own lives perhaps the lights of which we haven't seen before and of course in terms of businesses clo closing and business failures um our, our external our external sorry our internal world really was during the last three well three years sorry has been has been governed to a large degree by um by external um events and you know many of us have been been forced to to make moral um to make moral decisions to 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 not to not turn away and that has impacted our, our own our own internal world or our own internal reality in in quite um a profound way and this this is again how um there is no turning away anymore there is no um no head in the sand we can't we can't live we can't live, sorry, in, in states of denial anymore. So I think I'll just round things up now, um, just by way of a very, very brief um, conclusion. So what I've been talking about in today's um, episode really speaks of why um, positive change in society remains so elusive. Uh, why we have, why we as individuals have an important role in bringing about 
the type of changes that we want to see in the world and why these changes can only really take hold when the collective consciousness has reached a certain threshold of awareness. We have, using a military metaphor here, <laughs> we have to earn our stripes, so to speak. And I just finish on this point because I think it's important to, as a way of um, lessening the anger and frustration we feel right now. So thank you all very much for listening uh, to today's episode. I hope um, what I've shared, is, at least some of it at least, um, has um has resonated uh, with you so yeah thank you all for tuning in once again and um i'll speak to you all again very soon bye bye for now